Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. My, my wife or other was uh, uh, being uh, captured by Taliban and they, they killed him uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Taliban are the same people there back in the days and everybody knows them. And for me, there is no hope because they killed my family members and, and, and they are still doing it. If they're, they're still trading us. All right. This is so hard. Um, you know, you just see what's going on in Afghanistan. Aaron O'Toole is the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. As the federal election campaign heads into the final three weeks, we're going to talk to the Conservative Party leader, who is, according to polling, gaining on uh, Justin Trudeau. And uh, the word that I see a lot in the polling information is volatile. How are you, Mr. O'Toole? How are you confident? I'm feeling good, Roy, but I'll have to tell you, I heard James Akam on there talking about not having any hope, and it's it's heartbreaking, the situation in Afghanistan, and I want to thank you and Joe Warmington and a number of veterans who advocated for James Akam years ago, as I did, um, and it's so sad to think Mr. Trudeau had time to act to do our part, and he didn't, and so... This is just yet another example of why we need a change in Ottawa. Well, we talked about this before. 2017, you sent a letter to his then-immigration minister asking for Mr. Husson to intercede to bring an interpreter to Canada, and Mr. Husson's reply to you essentially was, as I recall, let him do the paperwork or let him eat cake. It, it amounted to that, and I brought it to the minister directly, and there was a sense of urgency because at that point the, the life was at risk immediately and there wasn't even a quick response it was uh just bureaucratic no real passion to act and it's 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 so tragic because we had months if not several years to make sure that we got people out that were going to be at risk from the taliban because they helped canada and we don't leave people behind no we don't shouldn't um let's get into the election campaign and i have a bunch of questions for you so i'll ask you to just not give me sound up soundbite answers, but just keep an eye on the clock, and I will do the same. Uh, last night or yesterday, Mr. Trudeau canceled in a campaign event in Ontario because of uh, a crowd that was out of hand and uh, unruly. There have been all sorts of adjectives used. You've reacted to that. What do you say to that? I don't um, tolerate or accept people that uh, harass, intimidate, use obscenities. That's not Canadian. That's not the way we debate in our democracy. In, in this campaign, as you know, Roy, we put out a plan on day two. We're running on Canada's recovery plan, our plan for the future. I respect the other people I'm running against, but I don't think they have a plan to get the country back on track. But there's never an excuse for intimidation, harassment. We're a democracy. We're, we're a country that we need to have informed and respectful debate to the future of this country. And that's what I expect from from my team, and that's how we've been running a positive campaign from day one, despite the fact that I don't think we should be in a campaign. That was Mr. Trudeau's decision, despite the situation in Afghanistan, the fourth wave and the forest fires in B.C., he called it. Right. So we're putting forward a positive alternative to a tired and corrupt liberal government. Mr. O'Toole, the number one issue for Canadians, as shown by Global News, is health care. No surprise at this time. 
The Conservatives, the Liberals, the New Democrats are promising investment in Canadians' health. What I don't hear, though, is from any party acknowledgement that millions of Canadians are without a family doctor. So the health care delivery system is compromised for those Canadians at the very beginning. So what will you set? What, what, what will set you and the Conservative Party ahead of the Liberals, the NDP, on stewarding health care at the national level? Well, this is an area where we have provided a very serious plan. And as I said, right from the start, we're going to lock in the largest in a generation investment in healthcare in Canada, minimum of 6% increase per year, minimum. If we have better economic results, it'll be even more. And that will allow the provinces to have a predictable stream of funding to make the improvements needed post-COVID, to give some relief, to have those family doctors you're talking about, Roy. The provinces have been asking for predictable increasing long-term funding and not Ottawa interfering or or setting a number of conditions on it because the provinces know what they need to act on. So ours represents the largest investment in a generation for our public universal system. Um, Okay, so then we go on, and you mentioned this. So can you give me, I'll ask you for a soundbite, because people will be looking for soundbites on this issue. It's huge to you. You want Canadians to understand what it's about. What's the Canada Recovery Plan about at its most fundamental? It's about getting the country back on its feet after COVID. This year and a half, for everyone, Roy, you've been following the issues. Heartbreaking for for small businesses in distress, people that have lost jobs, people that have lost family members. The mental health strain, that's why the third pillar is, is mental health for us, has been incredible. So we need a plan to get the country back on track. And Five simple pillars, a million jobs in a year, accountability measures to clean up the sort of ethical mess in in Ottawa, national leadership on mental health, being secure in the future for domestic vaccines, other critical tools. And the fifth pillar is balancing the budget over the course of the next decade to make sure we don't bankrupt our kids. These are the pillars we're running on, and we want to give people a break because the housing crisis, the cost of living crisis is atrocious. So we have a number of measures to get prices down give people relief, starting with our GST holiday in December that actually targets help to bricks and mortar retailers. We've got a lot of smart, positive policies to get people working Mm. and get the country back on track. We now know that budgets don't balance themselves. I think that's been established regardless of what might have been said by someone at some time. They they don't balance themselves. But what's what's the number one, what's the most fundamental uh, approach you would take to balancing the federal budget? Well, the first thing is we have to get the country working. So we said a million jobs in one year, Roy, because that's essentially what we've lost through COVID. And before COVID, remember the illegal rail blockades and and investment fleeing out of Canada because it didn't seem like we could even have the trains run on time. Mr. Trudeau has sent a signal that nothing can get built in Canada. There's no need to invest in Canada. We want to get people working in all sectors and in all regions of the country That will help us grow and and remove the support programs and and get spending under control. But it will also heal some of the unity and division. Mr. Trudeau, his approach on energy, his approach on natural resources, on trade negotiations, his approach on China has also caused intense divisions, especially in Western Canada. Getting people back to work helps us balance the budget, but it will also help heal the country after six years of, of division. Okay. Now, you mentioned China. I'm tomorrow going to be speaking with uh, Vina Najibullah on this program. The wife, as you know, of Michael Kovrig, who with Michael Spavor, 
is approaching a thousand days of hostage imprisonment. That'll be the seventh, fifth of September in China. We're a G seven nation. We have influence. If you become prime minister, what will you do that differs from what Mr. Trudeau's approach has been toward our two Michaels? And isn't this a case which should see political parties work pragmatically alongside each other with the common goal of freeing Michaels, Kovrig, and Spavor? I agree one hundred percent, Roy. I think a lot about the families of the two Michaels. And, and just the ho- horror of a thousand days knowing their loved one is in prison in China under her- terrible conditions because they're being used as a diplomatic ploy by communist China. So you talked about what we can do at the G7, the, the five eyes, we're a NATO country. Canada has tremendous influence when we leverage it, when we're respected as a trusted ally. But of our closest allies, Roy, we're the only ones that haven't made a decision on Huawei in our 5G. Mr. Trudeau was currying favor with with China, approving takeovers by companies, and the U.S., our closest allies, all looked at us as being out of step. We have to get in line with our approach to stand up for our values and our interests. And I think a stronger, more principled approach will actually cause a a better reaction from communist China because they, they certainly do not respect the weak approach of Mr. Mr. Trudeau. Mm-hmm. So using Magnitsky sanctions, working with our allies to apply pressure. I, I served in the military. I worked on international business. This will be about making sure a serious Canada is on the world scene again. Well, clearly China doesn't like you very much, at least according to the ambassador, what he had to say the other day. Uh, COVID, uh, the fourth wave and the Delta variant, where do you stand on mandating vaccination requiring of vaccine passports, and making available booster shots for COVID. Seems to be working in Israel. Where do you stand on that? Well, as you know, over a year, we've been fighting for a faster and more reliable access to vaccines. I think vaccines are the most important tool to fight COVID. They're safe, effective. You know, my wife and I publicized our vaccination process to try and show people that they need to get vaccinated. It is a personal decision, and we will respect those decisions and that's why we also want to see daily rapid testing masking other measures to make sure that some people that aren't vaccinated can be kept safe and we reduce the spread the very fact that we're in a fourth wave election and mr trudeau is playing politics within an election he made the decision to call just shows his approach so i'll I'll respect what the provinces want to do about keeping uh, spread of, of the fourth wave down in BC and in, in Quebec, in Alberta and Ontario. They have to balance off the health measures and keeping the economy moving. I will partner with provinces. I won't pick fights. And on the health side, as I said, we're going to make record investments to give them predictable funding. And I will build up capacity for domestic vaccines and other critical tools so that we're never again, Roy, caught unprepared as we have been throughout yeah. this crisis. One more question for you. I mean, I have a hundred more questions, but we have limited time. So, <laughs> so one more question for you. You've mentioned Mr. Trudeau quite a bit in this uh, in this interview. You haven't mes- mentioned Mr. Singh much. He, earlier this year, Mr. Singh, declared that he would not work with the Conservative Party if he were to form a minority government. Now, on several occasions this past week, Mr. Singh, who I think will be on this program next weekend, has been asked that same question. Would he work with you? And each time he's declined to answer directly. Have you had any conversations of any kind with the NDP leader about about this issue? Or have your parties talked about working together? No, we haven't, Roy. But I think part of the benefit of me putting out a very detailed plan, literally on the first full day of the campaign, day two, the Canada Recovery Plan, 
I put very clearly what I want to do. I want to get people back to work. I, I've been reaching out to, to union leaders. We've been talking about protecting pensioners. We've been talking about giving workers a seat at the table at federally regulated businesses like the banks and telcos. Um, we've been standing up for working Canadians. And, and maybe that's part of it. I, I'm running on a plan to get the country back on its feet, get us get it to work and make sure we learn the lessons of this pandemic and don't repeat them. And uh, perhaps that that might be something that they're looking at. I can't speak to their campaign, Roy. I can just speak to Canada's recovery plan. And I'll tell you, our, our candidates from coast to coast, I'm in Prince Edward Island now, we have incredible men and women stepping up for us yeah. that are concerned about the future of the country. And we have a plan to, to get it back back on track. All right, well, I hear you saying, I think, that if you form a minority government, that you would be willing to work with Mr. Singh, I guess, depending on the situation. Of the... If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.